0: Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Figuring Out Life with your host, Kristen New Today we have a very, very special guest. Her name is Tamise Neme Spencer. Hey. hey. <laughs> so before we start, let me give a little intro of Tamise. So Tamise has been in full time ministry for 14 years, serving as a young adult leader in Kansas City, a full time campus minister with University as well as an Area Director for HBCU Planting and Strategy in Atlanta. She's currently getting two master's degrees, one in leadership and the other in theology. Tamise is the founder of Subculture Inc., a nonprofit organization that advocates for students of color on campus through consulting, resourcing, and fundraising. Subculture is designed to help ministries, organizations, and universities recognize the unique barriers these students face to graduate, and openness to faith and provide practical, comprehensive solutions to removing them. She is mommy to Harlem, a hip hop head, and a coffee snob. Welcome hey. to me. Oh. Hey,
1: hey, hey, what's I'm going so on? Excited to have you. It made me sound so important.
0: Um, there's a reason for that. Um, really?
1: <laughs> No, really, I just make pancakes for a (laughs) 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 two-year-old.
0: I'm sure they're great pancakes, so...
1: I'm going to have you send this to my family so that they can start treating you with a little more respect. Put some
0: respect on her name.
1: respect on my name.
0: Respect, yes. There's no T at the end. Um. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Well, the way that I met Tamise is actually was in her bio she was a campus minister at my university and mm-hmm. literally changed my life in so many ways um honestly to me it's really taught me the freedom in walking with jesus and i think you probably paint, planted a seed of like justice in me too a little bit <laughs> just like honestly, pro-black at all times <laughs> It's, good. it's yeah. just so good. Um, you know, I mean, look at you. Just look at my you. Her. Gosh,
1: look at that fruit sitting right there. That's the fruit of my life, right there.
0: <laughs> I think that's such a cool thing about what you do, though. You get to literally see the fruit walk, like yeah. in walking form, and connect with it. It's not like something that you plant and then, like, all right, well, I hope yeah. it works. Like, you can actually be a part of that process, that growth process.
1: For real. And you see stuff like, one one of the cool things about doing campus ministry work is you kind of, you see where maybe God, if this person cooperates with the grace of God, you see like kind of where they're going to go and you get to kind of partner with God mm-hmm. in, like, in like, you know, helping to point them in that direction and kind of ask probing questions. I didn't like being a minister that was like, I wanted to kind of be you know, I didn't want to put a whole lot of pressure on my students. I just tried to ask really good questions and get them before God to get the answers. And so it's so cool to see like things that I saw in you and walking, you walk out, watching you walk out all of these challenges in college. And now looking at you walking in those things that were hard for you to walk in back then. So it's just, it's like, yeah, you don't get paid when
0: you, you (laughs) but I sorry.
1: moment of silence for that yeah I mean you get you get paid in other ways like Mm -hmm. this is something that I feel like you know there's people probably hundreds and hundreds of young adults that have had the privilege of like partnering with God in their lives at like a really critical stage and so it's like I just can't wait for like the kingdom and to be able to see like what happened with all of those people so Mm -hmm. I just actually me and you were just talking about that yeah about like you know, what's more important, fame or impact? And for yes. me, it's, it's impact, you know? Like, I don't need to be famous, but I just want people to not be... Di- I want people to be different yeah. around me, you know?
0: Mm-hmm. hmm I mean, if you're going after fame, then, one, you're going to be disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> right. And too, yeah, you won't, you won't see the fruit in the same way. It becomes more about self than others. Whereas with impact, maybe fame does come along with it. Who knows, but that wasn't, that wasn't the desire of your heart. And exactly. and then you can make it through that fame phase mm-hmm. um, with integrity. Yeah, so, yeah. And
1: it helps you say no to stuff. It like helps you to know. Yeah. I mean, if you're pursuing fame, then you'll say yes to a whole bunch of stuff that's probably not good for you.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: So it kind of helps you discern, like, you know, is this small crowd going to be more impacted than this like hundred, you know, stadium, hundred thousand seat stadium? And I think you have to, you weigh that. And if you're pursuing fame, then you're always going to go after the numbers. Whereas like this small group could have had Fortune 500 company leaders in it if you had just given them 10 years, you know what I mean? So it's like, that's kind of how I like to think about the work I do, you know?
0: yeah and that's real because it's i kind of think about it of depth versus like breadth Mm -hmm. right like Mm -hmm. in ministry you have the opportunity well in life right you get to choose whether you want to go really deep with someone Mm -hmm. um or just like it's all about the numbers like i want x amount of friends or i want x amount of people in my small group and so we're going to do that but then that depth of like really getting to the root of things yeah. is missed out on. Yeah, for sure. For yeah.
1: sure. Definitely.
0: Yeah. And one more thing about <laughs> you in ministry too is just and like, And another thing. <laughs> and, an, and another one is that you, um, something that I noticed about you in retrospect is you really entrusted the people that you were ministering to, to be leaders. Like mm-hmm. we, I, I was in college <laughs> I wasn't even, I was young too, like for a college student like i'm i'm I don't know how old I was. it seems so long ago <laughs> so long ago <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not old um but it just but like you entrusted us you are like okay like mm-hmm. you're you're leading this thing I'm like huh <laughs> how how yeah. and and but like you said, it faced like it forced me to face things that I have to deal with later in life. But like yeah. I got to like cultivate that then of just like being in ministry and then still wanting to be like mm-hmm. uh accepted or like fit into this group, but then ooh, but I'm leading. I, I don't know if I could I don't know how this like, goes together. <laughs> what I need to sacrifice, um or whatever, and it's just like college mm-hmm. is the perfect time. It really is, yeah, to make those hard de- decisions because so yeah. it's just such a formative period of life, and yeah, yeah I really could have gone any direction. <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> yeah,
1: it was some, some semesters where it was up in the air a little bit. <laughs>
0: you have been through some things, you have been through some things. Ew, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> that's awesome and I love that. Okay, so now you are still focused on that college age yeah. demographic, so can you tell us a little bit about what that looks like now?
1: yeah so now um i I worked for university for a long time. I love university and um just love their vision for students. but um when I was working with Chris at Emory, I was also working with h b c u students and um there were even some students that we had at, at emory um where it was like we would be like, hey, we're gonna all go to this like camp in the woods and I you know money's not a reason not to go and the students would be like could I get that money for like eating like some dually dollars so I can eat breakfast or like right. you know or my students were like hey like I have to go to work because if I come to this thing and I can't go to work like cool I might have a good time in the woods but like I won't be able to pay for next semester yeah. so it was just frustrating for me personally I was coming out of pocket a lot but I didn't have enough to like really help my students thrive in that way And so what I thought about when I left staff was like, hey, if I could create an organization that could come alongside stuff like Mm university and like provide like provide financial resources, provide um, economic help to students who face like a crisis. um, As we know, for black students, like finishing school is the way to close the wealth gap, unfortunately, like that's just the way it's going to have to go. And so. Um, so when, when black students can't stay in school, we really are losing out not only on future leadership, but we're losing out on justice in a way. Mm -hmm. And so for me, it's just, it's important, uh, to kind of tangibly communicate the good news to people. Um, Desmond Tutu was like, what did he say? He's like, um, now when, when someone says that they're hungry, Jesus doesn't ask the question, you know, is this social or is this political? He says, Mm -hmm. I feed you. Because the good news to a hungry person is bread, <laughs> you know,
0: yes. it's not
1: theories and philosophy. So really, really, you know, hits home with me and want to be able to say, hey, like we're we're gonna help you get your books so you can stay in school. Um, and then hopefully that, that will lead to an encounter with a God who sees them and creating a path towards discipleship. So that's like the the heart behind it is the same that got me on campus doing you know full-time ministry it's the same heart, yeah. but it's a different way of expressing the good news I think
0: so uh, that's what I'm trying to do I love that I really yeah, do
1: it's been fun
0: yeah it's fun it's, an it's adventure. fun
1: and uh and uh and it's grassroots mm-hmm. <laughs> put it in a nice
0: term. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. oh yeah it's it's scrappy like you you mentioned earlier when we were talking it's yeah Mm -hmm. there's there's a lot of work behind the scenes but it's good work
1: yeah it's good work um
0: I like how you said like even just addressing the need directly Mm -hmm. is a form of like it's very Jesus-like actually Mm -hmm. it's not and I and I feel like we tend to overcomplicate things a lot like I'm all about like um meaty discussions and debates and back and forth like that stuff is fun but honestly we at some point we have to get to the core yeah right and just address the need yes. doesn't really matter where you fall or mm-hmm. whatever and I I hear your heart in that and yeah. I think we as a church like body of Christ Church, mm-hmm. can um do a little better at that
1: Mm -hmm. just
0: a little bit better just a little bit
1: (laughs) yeah I yeah I feel you I think it's it's time to you know I think we're in a very interesting moment right now and people are like we want revival and other people are like we want revolution and I I see sort of a conflation of those things right now and it reminds me of Jesus and what happens when he comes like Not only was it a spiritual revival, but it was an actual political, social, cultural revolution at the same time. And I feel like we're kind of in that place again where the revival is revolution and revolution is the revival. Mm. We can't we can't afford to do things the same way. I mean, we're seeing that the containers that the church has built are not they're not sturdy enough you know, to to hold dead Black bodies and COVID-19 and, you know, all of these sort of issues that are piling up on this theology that we've built and it's, we realized that it was a sandcastle. So we have a choice, right? Like, can we rebuild or are we going to pretend like the sandcastle is not crumbling, right? And um, I think, yeah, I think that the young, the generation, you know, our generation, the one behind us, there's a real hunger for like putting, putting your, your money where your mouth is. And there's a real bent towards fairness and goodness um, that I don't think the church, um, I don't think we were prepared for this level of interrogation. And I think it's good. Like we have an option here, you know, just like they had an option in the first century, like how are we going to respond to this? So, I mean, it it could go a number of ways, but I'm hopeful, you know, really hopeful.
0: I'm holding on to so much hope too. Because, I I've seen the way that I think the the moment that we're in right now, right? Mm-hmm. You have a choice to make, right? Yeah. You can you can either rise to the occasion, mm-hmm. or you can let the moment get the best of you. Exactly. Um, and especially, I'm thinking of like white leaders in the church, too. Hey. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Hi, friends. <laughs> um, uh, I mean, once their eyes are open to this, or, um, you know, or they're being like really questioned, like you mentioned, yeah. they can either let pride step in, mm-hmm. right? And just be like, mm, actually, this is the way we've been doing things. You're wrong. Um, or just like really just double down on what they've been saying for the past. 50 years or whatever Um, or they could be open Mm -hmm. and listen and realize where they're in the wrong Mm -hmm. um, and try to alleviate that and lean towards Jesus and justice and um, I've seen both I'm seeing both right now it's a it's a sight it's a sight
1: to see it's a sight to know (laughs) we out here with you know White blessings and White uh, blessings. you know what is it? George Floyd is like Samson and like come on y'all. Oh, I haven't heard that meeting.
0: one. Yes,
1: now, oh. who was that? Somebody said that George Floyd was the Samson of our generation, oh, boy. and I was like, you know what, y'all, it's okay to have some seats and and let other people run
0: with this right now. <laughs>
1: because this y'all are really making a mess. Just,
0: just sit back, listen <laughs> you know? a little bit. If you're if we're processing, you can process. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Lordy, Lordy, Lordy! It's a mess. It's a mess, and he's not a willing martyr. Right? I don't even. I don't even know how far I want to get. Into. He was killed. Right. This was not like a. I'm doing this for a bigger cause. For me, right? Nah. Like, no, that that was not his mind frame, and we shouldn't right. put him into that box because something right. came out of it does right. not mean that that was his intention. Like he should be right. alive. Right. Period right and
1: that's the thing right like how many more people have to die in order for people to wake up to the systems and things that are happening in our country and it's right. you know when is enough enough and i think that that's where people were feeling i know this round you know there was the 2014 yep. round and then the 2016 round but this round, a lot of my friends of color were just like, I'm too tired. Like yeah. I can't even jump in. And at the same time, it felt like a whole lot of white people are coming out of the woodwork, like, oh my gosh, like there is a problem. <laughs> like, yeah, after you beat me down and I'm too yeah. tired to yeah. even talk about it anymore. And now y'all want somebody to teach you, like we're tired, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, and so I, but at the same time I just appreciate that like there are, there does seem to be a lot of sincere, a lot of my friends are really sincere in their desire to learn. And so that's where like um, being a Christian comes in (laughs) because it's like, you know, I don't have the option to like shut down a brother or sister, right? Like Mm -hmm. if, if, you know, your brother asks you to go with him one mile, it's like go with them two. And essentially what the Sermon on the Mount boils down to is like be inconvenienced (laughs) for people, right? Um, because it's that's being inconvenienced for somebody is the most um, salient way to show that you're loving somebody more than yourself right and or that you're willing to lay down your life for someone else because we hate to be inconvenienced like if I let this car in then I'm gonna be late to my thing right and it's always these opportunities small and big to go like if I embrace inconvenience it's actually it's actually making a declaration about the worth and the dignity of this other person and that is why i think the black lives matter movement is so troublesome to a lot of white people because it's inconvenient um it's in their way and that that's you know it's frustrating it's like y'all are y'all really going to sit up here and call people in your own church marxist though like yeah that's not what, Uh what are we doing here Like what do y'all talk about? One more person says something about Marxism.
0: (laughs) Oh (laughs) me. (laughs) Hey.
1: Oh to protect me. me. Mm. Yes. Yes. Be a whole fence, Jesus. What did Beyonce say in that new junk? Uh make a picket, uh, make a picket line, picket sign from your picket fence. That
0: was. Ooh. really cool. right. Is and this from Black Party or Black Parade? Black parade yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew that. That was. Shout out to the queen. I know Queen. Shut up, Queen. We
1: know she's listening. So hey, girl. Yes, hi. Thank you for tuning of course, in. Of
0: course. You. <laughs> hey, what v. else would you be doing?
1: <laughs> hey, Jay. Hey, Rumi. Hey, sir. Hey,
0: Blue. Hey, Blue. We know you run <laughs> things. Because <laughs> you do. <laughs> oh man Um, I think you said something you said quite a few things I'm gonna say all the things and then we can revisit one thing that you said which is actually something that you said a lot I remember in uh, campus ministry was how um, you know we are to be inconvenienced a lot when we're Christians Mm -hmm. you would also say um, that the gospel can be offensive yeah and uh-huh I still say that today I'm like well it's offensive <laughs> but I know that there's nuance around that so we can talk about that um but the, <laughs> the thing I want to talk about first is um um just how there have been waves of this mm-hmm. um of what's been happening with Black Lives Matter and really high profile police brutality cases Mm -hmm. again this happens every day but there there are certain ones that just like really get the attention of america and the world and um honestly i remember like being super vocal about it in the 2016 wave super Mm -hmm. vocal like Mm -hmm. divisive probably in the church i was going to at the time not probably yeah um and but like just being super vocal about it and then this wave happens yes and to me i am literally copying and pasting i'm copying and pasting the same messages and people are like wow i'm like "Uh uh-huh wrote this in 2016 be blessed like it sounds the same (laughs)
1: i just had a memory pop up on my feed yesterday i was trying to find it over here but i was talking about how it was a it was a uh, a post that I made in on this on July twenty fourth, wow. twenty sixteen that said Black Lives Matter is about more than a movement. It's about a recognition of what God says about a people, right? Mm, yeah. And it was two years ago. Oh like the fact that we can retweet two year old tweets, yeah, that's a crying shame.
0: It is, and it's not like. It's not like our audiences have changed that drastically, like sure we're doing things, and they're growing, but like the the same people had the opportunity to see mm-hmm. that two years plus ago, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and now and now they're listening, and I'm not mad about it, yeah. I mean, like you know, it's kind of like what you said where like, the Christ- <laughs> we're Christians and, like, we know everyone's on a journey and, and we're, we're here to walk alongside. But yeah. th- we can't help – I'll speak for myself. Like, I can't help but, like, feel that level of fatigue sometimes or yeah, of, frustration. like, frustration yeah. of, like, yes, I'm in it. I am doing the work. I will walk alongside you because it's important no yeah. matter when you started. Like, mm-hmm. and I'll do that hard work. I don't really – I don't care because I know some some mm-hmm. other black people are like but you're but but why are you why why are you talking to white people about this like we should just and I'm like listen yep I, I'll 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 bear the brunt I'll I'll carry I'll carry that burden because yeah. I know I know what the end result will be
1: absolutely yeah
0: um but what do you do, or what have you found helpful to do about that, like fatigue and frustration? Right, of I've been talking about this mm-hmm. for half a decade or right. more, yeah. and now and like you're just like, Ugh, okay, mm-hmm. I'm tired. But now's yeah. the time that I'm probably yeah. supposed to be stepping up the most.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think you, you know i'm still in process of figuring that out but one thing this go rounds, um if black lives matter is a true statement like if we're making a a statement about the worth and dignity of black people in their lives and their bodies yeah then that means that subsequently my life has to matter so my body's health. Mm -hmm. Like I need to actually live into the fact that I believe that black life matters to the point that I actually care about my own life. So sometimes that means educating people um, and talking about how this statement matters and how the resistance to the statement is in our systems and in our education, in our institutions. Right. But at the same time, it's the belief in Black Lives Matter that causes me to, like, not answer the text or just be like, not today, sis. Like, I yeah. can't do it today. Or take a, take a day off, take a Sabbath, like, you know, wash my hair, you know, <laughs> for, <laughs> yep. for breakfast. Like, you know, and I feel like if we really believe that Black Lives Matter, then we have to start, you know, thinking about that. How does that affect my life? So, like, I remember... I started trying to eat like green and eating more salads and things like that, because it's it's the way that I show resistance. Like it's a way that I declare that Black Lives Matter is by trying to eat healthy and mm. trying to get good sleep. Right. And at the same time, I show that Black Lives Matter by writing scathing critiques of like foolishness or yep. you know standing outside in a protest. I think it's a it's a spectrum that we can all live into. And I think it's a matter of you know, having a dialogue with the spirit of like, what does Black Lives Matter? Like, how do I, how do I advocate for this today? And sometimes mm. Jesus might say, take a nap and eat yep. a Twinkie.
0: Black Lives Matter. why not? That's your business. Exactly. Right.
1: right. Exactly. Because Although you probably shouldn't eat a Twinkie though. Like, I don't want
0: to read the back of that. I know.
1: It actually tastes like it actually has chemicals. Like, you yeah. remember the texture of a Twinkie? Trying to
0: kill us out here. I know. Little Do Debbie. They
1: even? Little Debbie. Little
0: diabetes. But no, I, I completely hear you on that. It's just like taking care of my black life that matters, right? Like that is one way to demonstrate that black lives matter. And you have to you have to take care of yourself because like we always say it's a it's a marathon, it's not a sprint, right? Like you can't just like go, 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 and then you burn Mm -hmm. out and then what right Mm -hmm. then you haven't been kind to yourself and therefore you Mm -hmm. can't even be kind and loving to others yeah
1: I mean for real like think about you so for me like and you know this I've always been like this like if we really gonna talk about it we're gonna take this thing to the logical end and I don't think so that's why I think that Christians have the for those who who believe in the life death and resurrection of Jesus I don't know if Christians people aren't really rocking that title right now. But um, I think about that. Like we should be the people who demonstrate Black Lives Matter more than anything. Why? Because it manifests itself in forgiveness Mm and showing attention and being vulnerable and being servant hearted. Like, I don't wanna see somebody post Black Lives Matter on Monday and then be posting like Real Housewives of New York with black people slapping each other. Like those two things are antithetical to each other. So it's like, if we're really going to say black lives matter, then that has to go across the, across the board. That means that black people have value to the place that the, what comes out of my mouth about somebody, what I, what I'm thinking, Jesus even went so far as to say what you're thinking about somebody, like, does it matter to that degree? Because that's a degree that it matters to me. So I'm all for like people saying black lives matter, but I don't want us to get it twisted that like, we mean it like Jesus means it. Because if we mean it like Jesus means it, there'll be a whole lot more kindness and compassion going around right now, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. And so I think nobody is going to be, nobody is more about that phrase than the God who made us. And if that's true, then we have to take his tips on what does that mean and how do we affirm that a life matters? Because it's more than putting a sign in your yard. It means like, I'm going to apologize because you matter i'm gonna sit here and make eye contact and listen because you matter i'm gonna believe the best about you because you matter i'm gonna watch my tongue because it matters and and that to me feels like yo if we could really do that stuff like this movement it would be like christians i think are the only people who, who have the what would you say who have the the capability of living into the fullness of that, because we have the spirit of the living God yeah. who who helps us and enables us to live like Christ. Right. So to me, I'm like, yeah, let's all, let's be out here and let's do it. Cause ain't nobody else saying it. So that's one indictment on the church. But at the same time, it's like, I appreciate Patrice and Opal and all of them, but like they got nothing on the living God yeah. In yeah. the way that he wants to affirm black life, you know? Mm-hmm. So I feel like we got to really, first we got to believe the phrase <laughs> so then we can start to like lead what it yes. actually means in everyday life. And so I think i wrestle with, I wrestle with the fact that like right now there is even question in the body of Christ about whether or not we use the phrase. So mm-hmm. to the point where you're calling people Marxists when it's like the living God intentionally made this black body. And what does that mean? you know? So, yeah, that's what I'm wrestling with right now. Like, more than just, like, believe, like, saying the phrase, y'all, like, do y'all know what it really means to to live like Black Lives Matter?
0: Yeah. Like, for real? (laughs) Like, on a deep level. No, and and I've been struggling with that same thing, because I've gotten questions from people in the church um, who um, are, like, I get that they're in that environment, right? So
1: I'm trying mm-hmm. to be
0: understanding, but it's really um, frustrating to me because right. I think right. I look at the world at large mm-hmm. and I see all of these non-Christian people mm-hmm. on the streets mm-hmm. or on the social media mm-hmm. or wherever their like passion lies around the subject. Sure declaring loudly black lives matter, yeah. and then I see Christians who yeah. should be embodying this to the nth degree absolutely,
1: absolutely.
0: having questions and pushbacks and calling yeah. members who are like um, aligning to this like not a Christian, yeah. but this is like you said, one of the most christ like <laughs> things that we could be saying mm-hmm. if God created us,
1: yeah.
0: Created everyone, mm-hmm. then God is also saying Black Lives Matter.
1: Absolutely. He's the first person to say it because he made it. Correct. Yeah, Correct. I mean, it's deep. It, it, you know, it's funny that people say, well, you know, that um, Black Lives Matter is associated with Marxism and stuff. I'm like, yeah, and Christmas trees are <laughs> associated with pagan worship, but y'all still be singing, yeah. you know, Little Drummer Boy around the tree every December.
0: And why is that? you you go beyond and you get to the depth of why we're celebrating that holiday you completely turn it around and say this is okay this is about celebrating jesus birth got it and then you throw away all that other extra human made stuff that happened
1: absolutely you know that christianity is is associated with crusades and cutting people's head off but y'all still be rocking the crucifix why is that Mm. so again like we can't keep having these same irrational conversations uh, it's just too late. Like yeah. we don't have time for that no more. Mm-mm. Like it we can't be we can't be having these conversations in twenty twenty. Yeah. We just can't. Like and so I feel like let's be patient, let's work with people, but we can't be having that
0: conversation. Like yeah. come on, y'all. Yeah. I'm tired of the that same post of like, we're not saying black lives matter. Saying- <laughs> like I'm not I'm just like <sighs> Or you know what you know which post I'm talking about. Like we're not not saying that all lives matter. We're saying that. And like it's just like really I'm like, I'm really tired of defining what this means because you gotta talk about it. It's like a simple. (laughs) I'm with you. Like we've talked about the sheep. We talked about like We, somebody's
1: house is on fire you're not <laughs> gonna say all these house, I mean come on y'all it's 2020 y'all we
0: don't need to continue to have this conversation like if you're still figuring it out we have all the love for you and please scroll back to our previous posts. but also <laughs> like sure. we need to just like move forward. we're about making that forward progress and we can't keep going all the way back yeah. you know sure. There's some work that needs to be done on the other end to 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 catch up, honestly. Yeah, sure. um, so we've, we've talked a lot about, like, how God cares about this. Yeah. And I do think that that's important. But for someone maybe who doesn't outrightly see that connection, because I think we see it very clearly. We're like, yeah, of course. Like, what else could we say to them?
1: Mm-hmm. I think there's a couple passages like, I don't know the address right now because it's the morning time and I told y'all about yeah, it. I'm tired. But, um, there's a passage in the Psalms that talk about how God chooses our heritage for us. And then we know, everybody knows Psalm 139 that he knit us together in our mother's womb and that God fashioned us. So my being, my melanin count, my hair texture, um, all of those things are a deliberate act of God, right? Which means it's a divine act. And so to ever, as a believer especially, to come against that is to come against the intention of the living God. And that is why allowing, you know, this vitriolic conversation and political conversation to control this narrative is unacceptable for us. Yeah, it's absolutely yeah. unacceptable. I have no choice in, I had no choice in what I look like in my frame. Well, I got choices, you know, salads and stuff, but <laughs> for the most part, the, the, you know, at the deepest level, we don't get to choose that. So God had a reason, right? Everything he does is intentional. And so God has a reason for making us a certain way, And the world in which we live has told us that God made a mistake. And not only did God make a mistake, but that we were cursed, right? Mm -hmm. There's this whole theology about the curse of him all throughout Jim Crow. And so the Lord would have us to say no that is not true but it's not just us that we it's not just us that need to advocate for ourselves we need other believers who believe in the intentionality of god to understand that it's not okay for the world to tell us that god made mistakes right and i think it for especially for evangelicals they love scripture and they love like bringing it home to god and the sola scriptura and stuff like that so i think look at the scriptures and realize how intentional god is with the way that he makes people right like if you believe in you know genesis like humanity is the only thing god fashioned with hands right like everything else was a word so that means that it's meticulous and it's careful and its artistry Mm -hmm. like george floyd was a work of art yeah that some man who was also made by god decided was a piece of trash and that is not acceptable for us right um and it's that simple to me. Like I, I just, <laughs> like you're saying, like I'm just tired of, are mm-hmm. y'all serious? Are y'all serious? Y'all yeah. can't see how this is like, so the question is, do we really believe, are we really Christians, right? Yeah. Or have we bought into American Christendom? And so I actually came up with this phrase. Where is that thing? I think that we, Um, I had a thing that popped in my head the other day. Look at all these post-it notes. Um, that what actually I think is manifested in America is what did I say? American Gnostic Christendom, like it's a Gnosticism that's mixed mm. with, like, uh, um, it's a Gnostic, un, a disembodied Gnostic way of thinking about God, right. That has That is as old as like, you know, s- slaves obey your masters that they used to use on plantations, right? Like God will save a soul, but not a body. So all of that is embedded in the theology, right? Like, well, bodies don't matter. Um, souls matter. So it doesn't matter what we do to the slave, like as long as their soul is saved. Well, that is a Gnostic, dualistic way of thinking about... Mm-hmm a person. So it, it it makes sense that, you know, centuries later, without those things being examined, you know, that stuff is, that's how a white person who says they're a believer could look at that video clip and go, well, you know, he's with God and, you know, mm-hmm. let's just wait for Jesus and, you know, things will be better. Well, that, that's, you have the luxury of saying that because you don't run the risk of having your neck snapped, yep. right? Yep. And you don't realize that. So I feel like we, if we have these conversations and we're we're patient with each other, uh, I think we can get somewhere. But we just can't be having dumb conversations anymore. Like, yep. come on, yep.
0: y'all. I just keep thinking of that childhood Bible, like Sunday school, yeah. which mm-hmm. is problematic a little bit. But the <laughs> the, you know, we're all precious in his sight. Jesus loves oh. the little children of the world. Like, and you go through all the colors of the rainbow and that you teach kids that which again should be, should be updated, I believe. Um, But, (laughs) (laughs) but like you say that, and yet where, how does that match? Like, did you believe that in your innermost being? Like that, like we're all precious in his sight. Like it's such Mm a basic, you're teaching kids this. It's just such a basic thing Mm that I agree. Like we shouldn't have the, We're not going back to have that same conversation because you know that you were taught that, but Mm -hmm. there's some there's some disconnect that we need to that you need to close the gap on um, yeah yeah and realize that this is this is God's work and God's intention and we need a partner yeah God on this um so Yeah. yeah you're right. Sayla, I know I'm like running out of words. Just like think on these things, please. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> that Bible, mm-hmm. That's that fruit, That's that, that fruit, yeah. <laughs> that foundation. Yes, <laughs> uh, yes, ma'am.
1: <laughs> I'm like, boy, well, you see, Krista, right? So I'm gonna, be, I'm gonna be wearing that on my crown, right? Oh, thank you,
0: appreciate it. Oh. For real? What you mean? <laughs> oh, I'm for real. I'm wearing all of y'all.
1: Yeah.
0: You're gonna have a really full crown.
1: I mean, I hope so, because I ain't got nothing now. So <laughs> you <laughs> have a I crown of paid. hair. <laughs> a crown of hair, girl. It looks good. Don't don don't I'm like, I hope I get paid in the next life because I'm broke <laughs>
0: <laughs> today. Yes, I'm um, all pleased because of me <laughs> and subculture. <laughs> <laughs> well, um Lord, please! No, um, but you're. I mean, speaking of, I know you. Correct me if I'm wrong, but there was like, there's a program that you're putting out there, which I think maybe you're just doing this one time, but maybe you'll do again. I haven't talked to you. Yeah, about we'll that. probably do it again. It's actually
1: happening right now. So okay. So just actually just, I'm thinking about Aaron and Amber and um, Ashley right now because they just the cohort just started. At but yeah, there's a cohort out here called More Than a Moment and it's a cohort for believers who want to go on a like a journey of anti-racism that's grounded in scripture and prayer. And uh and so the three phenomenal white women have been doing this journey for 10 plus years and figuring out what is it, you know, how do I walk out my identity? Because white people were intentionally made by God as well. So how do I walk that out while also going on this journey of anti-racism? And so they're doing a cohort. Uh, It started like two minutes ago. So um, yeah, so I'm not sure if registration is still open, but I think we're gonna reevaluate after this round, whether we'll do it again. But there's tons of resources on our site and stuff for, for the white folk.
0: The white Go, yeah. check her out. Yeah, I know that's actually really good to know. Um, because this probably won't be launching till August, so yeah, yeah, um, but, um, or September because the end of August, but, anyways, um, but it's good to know that there's stuff out there because I know like the church that I'm a part of is actively, actively, actively searching for resources to yeah, I mean, build themselves as leaders and build the body, and like I love that. Mm -hmm. you're putting stuff out there Um, yeah
1: I mean I think like the one of what we're trying to do right so obviously we do the crisis relief but we also we advocate by creating our content and we do consulting work so like for churches that want to be more hospitable to black young people we train them and then we use the revenue from consulting to go into our scholarship fund so it's like you're advocating in two ways. You're advocating by learning how to be better, right? And how to do better, but you're also when you're paying for the consulting, you're actually, you know, physically, tangibly helping those students. So I think like, you know, um, I I love the model of it. And I think, you know, that's kind of our, you know, you're a business person, but I think that that's our unique selling point is like that everything is surrounded around like advocating for these students in tangible ways. And so, I'm excited about that. So if you're listening and you want somebody to come to your church, holler.
0: That's Damn. awesome. It's just brilliant and purposeful. And I'm just proud to know you.
1: Oh, likewise.
0: Likewise. Seriously, you're just a boss. Like, <laughs> did y'all hear that she's pursuing two master's degrees? Mm-hmm. On top of being a CEO. On top of doing the Lord's work.
1: Yeah. I'm a three out here in the streets. You do
0: Enneagram? I'm a three <laughs> Uh, I know that. Oh, achievers to the max. <laughs> okay, well, I like to end these conversations with the curveball. Oh, my gosh, the curveball. The curveball from the curvy Christian. you know? <laughs> um, <laughs> so it's kind of a question that comes out of left field. Maybe not too much, but because I'm kind. But um, what do you do with social media trolls? What's your approach? First, I take a deep breath. Mm, amen. Then I go,
1: babe, look at this. <laughs> we laugh. And then I ask, <laughs> I asked the spirit to help me. <laughs> um, that's partly true. <laughs> um, I've learned, here's how I'm rolling in 2020. Like first I have to realize what category a person is. Right. So there's foolishness, mm-hmm. there's fumbling mm-hmm. and there's fascism. Oh. and i don't deal with those three things the same way and i think you know if i could give advice on how to deal with trolls i figure out i would first figure out what category the person is in so like because I'm, I'm trying to be anti-cancel culture because i'm a believer yeah, like, oh, like that don't uh, make no sense
0: yeah cancel. cancel a whole person
1: yeah and it, all that just like yeah. impossible if you are in the christ who shows mercy right yep. so anyway I think like if a person is, is foolish, then as a believer, it's upon me to correct them in love, Mm -hmm. but to say, Hey, this is foolishness. Right. And however you will, if that's a phone call, if it's a, you know, responding to something like, you know, it just, you follow the spirit on that. If a person is a fascist, well then I don't waste time with that. Like they're
0: fascist,
1: fascist, meaning like straight up, willfully ignorant straight up vitriolic on purpose straight
0: mm-hmm.
1: up white supremacist yeah like for real and I'm not talking like hey here's my hood I'm talking like you you are you are actively coming against a person's character and and sense of being over a political thing and yeah. that to me it's like no nah, we're not doing that mm-hmm. and then the people that are fumbling if they ask me to go one mile I'll go two. right if you're fumbling like Because if I respond, like, so let's say that I respond to a person who is fumbling as though they're a foolish person, Mm. then I will cause a lot of shame. Yeah. And that's not that person's portion in the Lord and Mm. I have sinned against that person. But if I treat somebody who's foolish, like they're a fascist, well, then they're not going to learn, right? Yeah, They actually probably will become fascist. Yeah. (laughs) But if I treat a fascist like they're fumbling then that's going to take my self-care. Like, yep. that's just a, it's, a, it's throwing your life away. Yeah, and we don't have time for that in 2020. Mm-hmm. So it's like you have to, you know, have the patience to, to discern with the spirit, like what category uh, is this person in? Because that's going to determine how you respond. And ultimately that's going to determine the fruit that comes out of it. Mm-hmm. And so like at the end of the day, we want good fruit. So that's why I'm not going to engage with somebody crazy because I'm going to come out of character, right? Yeah. But at the same time, I'm not going to cancel somebody who's fumbling because that's going to, that's going to put them in shame. And that's a sin against that person. And yeah. So it's yeah. like, you know, that's how I'm dealing with trolls in 2020. I can't say that's always how I dealt with trolls. <laughs> um, but you know, as far as the East is from the West, <laughs> I mean, you know, and I think that, you know, I'm, I have a little more, I guess, exposure now. So I think that, that God is trying to help me, uh, you know with with that comes responsibility so i'm trying to really walk in the spirit on on dealing with people but i am not dealing with fascists no more
0: yeah and it's not fair yeah that's again going back to that self-care like my black life matters Mm
1: -hmm. i can't
0: give my energy to this when there are people who are really fumbling Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. or foolish that like that mm-hmm. I can see the fruit from, you know, like I can invest in and see fruit from, yes. and I'm not probably going to see the fruit from a fascist person, mm-hmm. right? And someone yep. else can. And I, and I think that's really fair. You gave a really wise answer to that question. So, um,
1: supposed to be petty about
0: it? No, I appreciate the wisdom.
1: People, I'll, be, I'll give you yeah, a petty answer can. when we get off
0: here. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, But... I want to ask your final question, but I realized there there was one thing that I didn't circle back on. I mentioned the gospel is offensive. (laughs) Oh, yes. And I didn't circle back around to it. Yes. Um, Can you maybe just in like a minute or so explain what that means and what that looks like?
1: Yeah, I think the offensiveness of the gospel is couched in the mercy of God. And the mercy of God is probably the most offensive thing about God, because it means that there are levels to you that you have not even tapped into, and you'll tap into those things and realize that God is there, and it's so humbling that it could be offensive, like, we have a choice in those moments. At the same time, like, you know, the specificity of Jesus is really offensive, right? Like, there are some claims around Jesus that are offensive, and and we have to make decisions in those moments and the thing about offense is that you know it could produce life or it could produce death and what i mean by life and death is flourishing right so Mm -hmm. it's like thriving and flourishing when we encounter the gospel looks like who is going to who is you know when jacob wrestles right like who's walking away from this with a limp right and mm-hmm. i have a decision when i'm when i'm confronted with the gospel which is which means good news but it's a universal good news right yeah. so like there yeah. might be ways that my life is preventing flourishing in other people right and so if that's the case i have to make a change or i am actually prohibiting good news to somebody mm-hmm. and that is offensive i don't mean like turn or burn you know Mm -hmm. that's not what i mean by the offense of the gospel what i mean about the offense of the gospel is a a level of kindness and mercy that knocks you flat on your back and if you've ever been in a situation where someone has been kind for no reason or um just think about somebody giving you money you didn't ask for it or they give you a gift and you didn't ask for it and that little thing that bubbles up like and that person is just one-to-one right like oh let me pay you back you're talking about a god who knows your inner thoughts knows how petty and trifling you can be more than everybody else sees all of that stuff and is like yo i am like head over heels that is offensive we don't like that uh because it, it confronts this thing in us that wants to to um apologize for ourselves or to have some kind of skin in the game uh because if we have skin in the game that speaks to our worth and God is like, no, you have no skin in this game. The skin is mine and I love you. And that's so scary for us because we don't have control at that point right? like God doesn't owe us anything. Yeah. So you're kind of in this tension. And so that's what I mean about, about the offense of the gospel. Like yeah. you have this choice of, of whether or not you're going to let go of control and whether or not you're going to let go of ways that you are preventing the thriving of other people. And you know, people respond in different ways to it, and we see that, right? We see that happening now. Um, but I'm just gonna keep following on the rock because I don't want the rock to follow me. Mm-hmm.
0: Snap mm-hmm. bars, all the things. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's good, Tammy. Um, <laughs> thank you for expanding on that. It's like it it confronts the thi- yeah. it confronts us in the ways that we're naturally bent towards. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right, so, and it's like you said, the gospel means good news. So it's not a bad thing, but it like feels like offensive to us, and we have to make a choice whether we want to lean into that, mm-hmm. um, into that goodness that feels mm-hmm. feels other to us. Wh- whether mm-hmm. it's the mercy of God, we're like, wait, why is this what? Right, it's right. not the I way. Mean, if you yeah. Think
1: about that. It's like. It, it, the good news can't be bad news. Right. Right. So, so that's how you can discern the difference. Like, like if a person says, Oh, good news. Like I'm moving on up. I got all of these, like, you know, I have these sort of treasures and I'm matriculating financially, but that it's causing other people to starve. Then that's not good news. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Right. right? Like the good news has to be based in a selflessness. Right. Mm -hmm. Or, or at least, or at least produce selflessness. Because I think, I mean, we used, I used to tell y'all that all the time. Like, it doesn't really take the Spirit of God not to want to, like, suffer or whatever. So that's why I don't really preach the gospel that way.
0: Yeah.
1: It takes the Spirit of God to be selfless. Yeah. Because <laughs> people have insurance because they don't want to suffer. I mean, you it don't take the Spirit <laughs> of God to want to not suffer. Yeah. It takes the Spirit of God to love somebody like you would love yourself. Yep. And that is what we need, the spirit of God. And that I think is the unique, you know, sort of selling point of Christianity is this is being able to, to be free from selfishness, but also be happy, joyful.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And, and we don't in America, especially we don't see how those two things are the same thing. Like if you're going to be self, the only way to be happy is to be selfish. Yeah. Right. And, and Jesus begs to differ. Yeah. Right. -hmm. And and I think that that's what we can model as believers. Like like you can actually have joy and be selfless at the same time. You know, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah. So that's what I'm that's what I mean when I say that.
0: You better preach. (laughs) That's all. (laughs) That's it. That's amazing. Yes, to all of it. To all of it um I, um okay so what is your dream outcome for this conversation do you have any final encouragement um dream takeaways that you want the listener to me for, for the people for the people for the people listening uh it's the same as it
1: always is read the gospels Mm-hmm. <laughs> read the gospels be devastated by that mercy and that kindness of jesus like like I'm I'm just I'm undone about Jesus but not in a weird charismatic way it's just like in an earthy like down to earth way yeah. that that there is no one like Jesus of Nazareth and I think that just take the time to sit and learn about what it was like to walk around him and have meals with him and I think when you do that it makes you it makes you a different human. Yeah, so yeah. for me, it's always the same. Like I, like for me, I just want people to come closer to Jesus than they were before they came in contact with me. That's like mm-hmm. the goal of my life. So I think that's what I hope. And I think, you know, there there are many on ramps to that, whether it's a justice thing or like a, I need to be more selfless thing. But hopefully at the end of this, like your listeners will spend more time like coming closer to Jesus. That's like my goal and everything.
0: Yeah. I
1: love you that. You know that. Though.
0: Yeah, I do. And it's true. I can I can testify. <laughs> yes. you, already, you already know. Yes. You four years. Yeah. Four three years. <laughs> but no, I mean, and I think that getting closer to Jesus, like the fruit, we keep using the word fruit today, but like mm-hmm. the fruit of that will be Mm-hmm. It could be justice. It could be like even no matter what your ramp is, because you're getting closer to Jesus. Yes. All those things will yes. be birth out of you. So yes. no matter where you are, know that like you're like, I don't I don't know where I am with justice. I don't I being selfless sounds hard. It's so against the culture and it is. Mm-hmm. But like if you take that step closer to Jesus and you you read about him in the gospels, you sit with the spirit, um, then you'll just get closer and closer to those things, yeah. Well, ma'am, I'm thankful for you. Likewise. thank you, y'all. Yo, out here, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'm so proud. Thanks. I'm so, I'm so excited. You. Things Let's are see. happening, my friend. Um, where should? Where can people find you on social? Tammy Nammy. You uh, know what?
1: Timmy-nanny. You know who called me that. These people called me that. I, I was, was gonna ask, like
0: I was like, did Tammy start with us? It did.
1: because oh, yes. <laughs> you just wouldn't stop. I mean, I told y'all, I don't like the name Tammy, and they just <laughs> kept on y'all. They kept calling me that. And then once I left, once they all graduated and I missed them, I changed my handles today. Yeah, well, that I is got y'all's faces all on my, my computer and stuff. You know, Aww. like for real, my students are really like the why of everything I do like my students are real you guys know that I mean y'all know how much I was about you but for people who don't know like black students especially the students that I actually walked with they motivate everything so so yes you can find me at Tammy Nammy, and then you can find uh you can find subculture at subcultureinc.org
0: subcultureinc.org and then on instagram at subculture underscore incorporated right yep okay Mm -hmm boom boom this is great Uh, thank you love you you. and thank you you all for listening